Hey, uh, hey, Steve. Hey. Name two things you can't trust. Well, one is a fart. <laughs> the other's the government. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Whiskey Sippers Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Steve. And you know why we're here. Whiskey. And, and drinking. It. And, and <laughs> sipping. And there you have Whiskey it. Whiskey sippering. Whiskey sippering and sipping. So yeah. what are we talking about today? Uh, Prohibition Part 2. Uh-huh. Prohibition yeah, the actual two. amendment that passed the prohibition. The, the constitutional Sorry, I, 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 amendment. I got, I got tied up with the whole Beck thing. It was just <laughs> you're just I like zoned out. You're like, just staring at me. I'm like, in that right. time there was a chimpanzee and a monkey. Whatever you're saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Well, I haven't heard that song in so long. It's so good. On that note, folks, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> no spray uh, paint the vegetables paint. <laughs> and a cocaine nose job what what the hell is he talking about oh, oh words and stuff i know right so anyway um all right so let's uh oops hello uh okay so hold on jesus i can't did you turn us off what oh you turned it off no i didn't i still have it where are we oh wait a minute oh god i'm messing with the thing Okay, what's going on here? I'm so good. There we are. Oh, there we are. Hello. See? We're back on air. We're back uh, on air. We're live. <laughs> so here's what happened. We got the software, right? And so it's... Now, where's the other fucking thing? <laughs> what makes it so soft? We got the software. Why do they call it software? It's soft and, and you wear it. Okay. And you don't. <clears throat> but we have the software that we record as we're doing this and uh, sounds and stuff there was two instances of it open and the one we had up had nothing and it was like wait a minute <laughs> like shut us off. we're done here we're done we're not are we just pretending to record <laughs> <laughs> is this the actual like it's i don't know there is no spoon okay are we uh we're just gonna go we're back now. all right we're back and welcome back welcome back welcome back from our commercial break <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you if that's what that was it was more where, interesting than most of the commercials where did we lead off uh, we led off talking about two things you can't trust. Yes. A fart and, and the, the government. government. Yeah. And then we left off talking about prohibition. Because <laughs> we are in uh, part two of our prohibition series of five, mm -hmm. right? That's, yeah. what, that's what we decided on. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. This one is actually about the prohibition. The actual prohibition. Yes. Where, like, the constitutional amendment was passed. Yes. The 18th Damn. Amendment. Take it away, Steve. Yeah, so a uh, long, long time ago, mm -hmm. it was a sad, sad time. I can still remember. Yeah? Well, you weren't you weren't born yet. When that music used to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the day. Wait, wait, how's it? Wait, what's but if I had it? my chance, I'd make all those people dance, Steve. Maybe, <laughs> just maybe, they'd be happy for a while. <laughs> Drinking whiskey and rye? But... <laughs> So bye bye. There you Miss go. He's American. got it. He got it. He yeah, got it. All right. Second. I was like, whoa. Um, yeah. So we're talking about prohibition. Um, when was that? So it was uh, before the stock market crash, nineteen twenty nine. World War One. Uh, uh, right after that. World War Two. Before that, Korea. Uh, nothing to do with that. Benghazi. <laughs> Vietnam. Now we're just talking about wars. Um, it was like a war. Spanish-American war. Yes, French Dave. and Indian war? Absolutely. Civil war. So Revolutionary the, war. So the prohibition of alcohol in the United States. Crusades. <laughs> Sorry. That's all I have. I'm done. All right. God. So prohibition. Yeah. Alcohol. It was ratified on January 16th of 1919. 
the prohibition yeah, amendment in the Constitution. Officially took effect in January 17th of 1920 hmm. with the passage of the Volstead Act. The Bolsheviks? Yes. <laughs> Wasn't that in Russia? Volstead. 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 Rammstein. Rammstein. Volstead. Volby. Volby. Yes. Metallica. You knew the day was coming. So go ahead. So when we get into this, I think I came up with a game just now. Just thought of it. Here's what I want to know quickly before you begin with your game. Yeah. If they passed in 1919, took effect in 20. Yeah, it took almost a full year. Can you imagine how shit-faced everyone must have been in that year? Okay, so, you know, I didn't didn't take a note on this, but I thought about it when I was doing some research, is it was like 11 months and change. What the hell actually happened between that time? Yeah. Like, I looked up for, like, 20 minutes extra of just trying to find if there was anything of, like... Was there riots? Like, was there people hoarding stuff? Like, yeah. There's no, there's no information about right. it. Like, you can't find any article that really goes in the history of, like, Probably because people are so year. secretive like, about it. Like, that's the scariest doing. year ever, right? When, when you know it's coming. Yep. But there's more to the story, and we'll get into it, because there's more to the prohibition than other than yeah. those, what, 13 years or something yeah. like that? Yeah, kind of like today. You know it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. So, let's go. My game that I thought of, mm-hmm. let's call it a drinking game. A drinking game. A challenge. I love drinking games. <laughs> I love to play a lot of drinking game. Go ahead. Um, it feels like we say the word prohibition a lot because <gasps> this is the actual episode where we talk specifically about prohibition, prohibition? in the Prohibition series. Mm-hmm. I've already said it many times. Mm-hmm. Every time one of us say prohibition, take a drink. Really? Yeah. So how do we know when... We should signify it with some sort of I think signal. when I say prohibition or you say prohibition, so you just said it twice. Take a drink. So when you say prohibition, we'll hear. <laughs> and then <laughs> Wow, that is intense. That'll be that'll be like, oh shit, you'll know it. And when you oh, say yeah. it, you'll know it. Yeah, when so, are we gonna start that? Uh, right now. Right now right, right, right now. Right now when we go into uh one, two, three, go. Prohibition. Go. <laughs> okay, once we can. Prohibition, prohibition, prohibition. <laughs> He's going to say it a bunch of times, yeah. get out of your system. When are we starting this? When we start talking about the prohibition? Well, we've already started talking about it. So are we starting? So how about right now? Let's start right now. Right now, right now. Right now, because right we're going to start talking. We're going to. Okay. Let's get drinking. Me and you need to start drinking Why everyone else can drink. And mm-hmm. when we say it from henceforth <laughs> and here on out, <laughs> they can uh, drink to... Uh, Yes. The sound of the horn. Yes. How does they, that go again? Every time we get horny, <laughs> they can drink too. <laughs> so stupid. I know it's dumb. All right. So our whiskey pick of this evening mm-hmm. is Old Forester mm-hmm. 1920 Prohibition style whiskey. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> well, that was quick. There you go. We didn't even get to you try it. Drunk. <laughs> yeah. So Old Forester, it's uh, it's known as the one of the OGs of the whiskey game, which is interesting because that's I why it's know, old. I didn't know it was the game. And I asked that the other day, and someone said, it's all a game. Of course it is. Yeah. So uh, they were only they were one of only six Kentucky distilleries who were granted permits to bottle bourbon during the Prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wait for that. <laughs> on, you got you to gotta keep up. Well, you're not drinking, so what are we going to well, do? Well, we're going to drink, but it's, the game's not for us. Oh, okay, it's for, the, it's for someone who's listening. Yeah, the three people the that friends. actually yeah, listen. Okay. For our friends. For our friends. Yeah. I hope you're ready. Dave's mom. You know. up tonight. So. So, uh, Dave's mom. <laughs> yeah, so they, they were one of the few that were able to actually bottle bourbon. It says just in Kentucky. I, I couldn't find any statistics on, like, the rest of the country, but, you know, really, Kentucky was all that mattered back then. Yeah, Kentucky was bourbon. 
Yeah. So, so of course, they were only able to bottle it for medicinal purposes only, mm-hmm. just like the mar- marijuanas. Did you have to have medicinal. your? Did you have to have your bourbon card? Yeah. Back then? Yeah, he had a bourbon card. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. uh, it rem- it kind of reminds me of uh, uh, what is that thing we just went through? Still going through? What's it called? Panda- so, pandemic. Scamdemic. Yes. Yeah. So right. it reminds me of the pandemic when the beginning of it, where they uh, they had what is it essential essential services or whatever? I can't think of the term. Yeah, essential. Yeah, yeah. like like so like you were like today, oh. alcohol stores were considered essential. They didn't close. Yeah. So they you'd have a bunch of drunks that were tearing a city apart. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's kind of interesting. Like, yeah. did did they learn something from the prohibition that like oh we better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even trying. Um, you know, did they did they know? Like, hey, we learned. Like, let's let's keep the liquor stores open. This isn't going to go well. Well, no, I think because because alcoholism is a disease that's so widespread and rampant. Now you've got COVID ramping up. You close all the liquor stores. Things are going to get wild. Your, things are going to get bad. I mean, people are going to go into withdrawal. People are going to be. You know, there's, I think they knew that it was going to be. I, I that's mean, why they considered uh, liquor stores an essential business. Okay. I don't ever see the prohibition happening again. But uh, Oh, my God. <laughs> but, I mean, think about it. If it really, if they decide to do it again, I think it would be way worse. Oh, way I, worse. It would be way worse. And I'd we'd, be mad. We'd be on a plane down to Kentucky. We'd buy, like, three barrels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, 480 bottles of whiskey. Many? We'd be good. Yeah, well. 160 no, a barrel, right? Yeah. 160 to two-something. So 480. Yeah. 500. 600. Nine, 900. 800,000. So, uh, Brown Foreman, the maker of Old For- Forester, secured Old a patent, KY3, to produce the first bottles under the permit in 1920. So that's where you get Ooh. the name on this bottle of bourbon that we're pretty drinking. slick yeah get it yeah i get it pretty slick no i get it you get it yeah i get well, it what was the joke i don't i don't know <laughs> you, say it go ahead you permit for ky3 oh. pretty slick <laughs> get it i see yeah ky like, you're like my what wife. is ky if I, if I can explain it it's not funny what is uh what does ky stand for ky kentucky kentucky lube kentucky <laughs> <laughs> yeah what like the like the lubricant like the lubricant. The surgical K-Y. lubricant. The surgical lubricant. The what does water-based it actually stand? surgical lubri- lubricant. <laughs> Is it water-based? It, yeah. Or saliva-based? They have water-based and petroleum-based. What's the benefit? of? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> I think water-based. Is, ba- is that made of lanolin? Anything petroleum-based shouldn't go in any orifice. Petro- right? Oh. Because petroleum-based can cause infection, right? It has oh, okay. a medium for bacteria. Well, you know. I read that in a magazine. Yeah, okay. Somebody who knew what they're doing said that so this particular bottle of old forester um is one of three in the whiskey row series mm-hmm. so three delicious bottles so we've have you had this one yet no i haven't okay, had any I've, of them yet i've had i've had quite a few old foresters they're probably my favorite one of my favorite brand, brands mm-hmm. i would say top three okay i mean they're just they're the og so uh this is one of three they were all made out of the same mash bill so really Interesting, but they all have unique profiles and flavors. So that's neat. Why is it the way they finish? How long they? Uh, yeah, there's uh, not a ton of info. They don't like advertise the differences, but mm-hmm. we can assume it's usually how they like barreled them, they blended them, stored them, cut, well, cut them with water. You know that kind of. If it's how, what type of barrels they put them in? If they put them in different types of oak barrels, or where, different where types of oak them? trees? Yeah, where the oak trees grew that they got the wood for the barrels. I don't know. I don't think they're different. I don't know. I think they're all the same barrels. I just think it depends where they're stored and how they pick them. And hmm. 
That'd be know. something. That'd be something interesting to find but out. But I mean, on. they're different proofs, so we know, you know, there's an obvious difference there. But other than that, I don't know. Um, so this one is Old Forester 1920. It's a straight bourbon. Mm-hmm. The company is Brown Foreman. Uh, it's an ongoing release. 72% corn, 18% rye, 10% malted barley. So all three are the same. Uh, no age statement, and this one's proofed at 115. 115's <laughs> 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 not bad. That's a sweet spot uh, for me. 115, make, 115 <laughs> make back of throat Listen, burn. <laughs> the more we get into this hobby, we'll call it, Yeah. the higher proof is... It seems to be a better spot. Yeah, and I, mean, I it's also a sweet spot. I also like one fifteen is a sweet spot. Well, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, like, like I uh, drink in eighty four somewhere around there. I'm like, yeah, it's a little light. But the one fifteen, I'd like to have a sip of it and then drop an ice cube in and, and then have another sip to open up the flavor. Okay, I like to open it up with a little splash well, we'll, of water. We'll open it up for okay. you. Oh yeah, open it up. For yeah, me. open up my flavor. <laughs> Go. Shall so, shall we partake? Sh- we shall. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's let's see uh, what we have here. Uh, on the news. I'm going to move in with... Oh, Dave's moving in with his snifter. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try doing that with my mouth open. Uh, caramel. Caramel. Chocolate. Some, yeah, I get chocolate and a little like maple syrup. Yep. Some scissor, they say. Oh, it smells good. A little chocolatey. You can, you can. Yeah, the chocolate's really strong, like a dark chocolate. Yeah, dark chocolate. I'm, I'm a milk chocolate guy, but are you? I heard about it. Heard that. <laughs> so, I don't know. What does that mean? You make me cry, milky tears. <laughs> so, I'm gonna have a sip. Have a sip. First, yeah. we will <clears throat> cheers on this. Hold on, cheers. Did you? Yeah, I heard that right. Yep. Uh, again. Okay, there we go. Ding. Steve's taking a sip right now. He's swishing in his mouth. He's looking intently. He's thinking. He's deep in thought. Ooh, he appears to have had an epiphany. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it a lot, Trebek. Um, <laughs> I want to say chocolate, but like a dark caramel, maybe like a little maltiness in there. Hmm. Is it was malted barley and some graham crackers? Yeah. Hmm. I'm yep. getting a bit of... I get a hint of cedar. (laughs) (laughs) I get some uh, coriander. Maybe a bit of coriander spice and cedar. (laughs) I would know that because my... (sighs) No, definitely definitely like a malty, like, caramel. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like mm, something sweet in there, like... I think one of the the recent ones, it was very marshmallowy. Which one did we have recently? Oh yeah, marshmallow. Which it was the Elijah Craig. Yeah, that it? was the toasted. Yeah, definitely not as strong of a sweetness as that one. This one's good. A little bit, a little bit more mellow, more of chocolate notes for me. I'm getting chocolate, and I'm getting a little bit of uh, like a spice, whatever kind of spice. I'm getting a little spiciness. Yeah, and then <clears> well, because there's there's it, some rye in there, it right? It mellows out, and I get that marshmallowy. Uh, uh, finish that I got from the yeah. Elijah, from the yep. uh, what was it, the Elijah? More Craig subtle, Thurston? more subtle, more subtle. But I'm still getting that marshmallow we fit, uh, finish. So I think this one <laughs> might have a higher. This one's 18 percent rye. Is it? But up front, a lot of malt for me. I like it. Yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, I love all all of the Old Forester. Two thumbs up. Yes. Um. So it's interesting about the Old Forester is you can find it everywhere. It's accessible. 
It's not too complex and and foo foo with all their finishes and stuff. Right. It's like your this is your I don't want to say basic, but this is your everyday solid bourbon that uh, the comp the brand has many different bottles that are subtly different from each other. So <clears throat> think if I drank that every day, I'd have an issue. Why? I mean, just I, I don't. I it's it's uh, it's too strong. You know, if I <clears throat> pardon me, I I inhaled part of it, so that's probably part of the problem. But if you put a sp- little splash of water in there, it doesn't work. Unless I like, yeah, want to open it up a little bit. Yeah, the splash of water opens it up. I mean, I would say that this one is an everyday drink, but they have you know they have a bottle and bond. They have the eighteen seventy original batch. Uh, I, the only one I haven't had is like the rye. That one I haven't seen yet. Try that with a little bit of water. How in much? It. How much? What's your splash? My splash? Yeah. How, like, how big is a splash? Like a. That's it. <laughs> I can't do that noise. Yep. There you go. <laughs> it's like a. That's all. See, a little bit of water opens all the flavor up, takes the sting away. Now it's yeah. nice to sip on. It's not so harsh. Um, not as, not as harsh, but I feel like I'm. I'm enjoying the the peppery like spices a the little bit more. The spiciness, yeah. Like the spiciness came out without the harshness of the. Definitely not a cinnamon like uh, which call it's no. no, like wild turkey. No, it's not cinnamony. It's just spicy, like an oaky kind of spice. You know what, Dave? Why you're spicy? I am spicy. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> All right. I'm spicy hot. Let's do this. <clears throat> so there it is. 1920 Prohibition style bourbon. <laughs> Drink up, fuckers. Please, no. Let me do more for you. Excuse me? <laughs> what? Okay. No, what is it? What? I want to do more for you. Do more for nice. you. No. <laughs> no, touch a dick. Make radio. <laughs> My buddy Jeremy will know exactly what I'm talking about. Where's your thought pattern on that one? It was a movie that he saw. Where they wanted to like, I don't know, the guy and the guy's like, no, touch Deke, Meg Radio. <laughs> they were, I don't know. I have no clue what that working is. Working a sweatshop. I'm not sure what I was. The, the new Cobra Kai season? I, it might be. <laughs> like, no, touch Deke. <laughs> Daniel-san, it's no gay if you no smile while you touch that Miyagi pee-pee. You know what? <laughs> One of these days we're gonna we're gonna start recording these things, the video. Yeah, the because it's like. Dave looks me in the eye when he does this. <laughs> I do too. And it's almost like he did like a little bow. <laughs> you know, it's it's the non-verbal communication that gets it. Right yeah, it there. is. You just, you just miss it. Uh, oh man. Okay. Talk more about the uh, event of prohibition. <laughs> oh man. So where do we start? Let's let's start let's start from the beginning. Okay. Where That's did a good prohibition place. come from? I don't know. <laughs> The series of events mm-hmm. and cultural changes that led to the eventual prohibition of alcohol in the United States started in 18, 1820s and 1830s, really. Really? Yeah. So it, it's interesting because you look at America, it was like an ex America. <laughs> America was an experiment. 
based on quite a few yeah yeah it's based on quite a few influences of like freedom of religion yes freedom i said it and uh (laughs) there's a novel concept (laughs) go on um and then you know uh, the long-standing use of slavery in america so there was a new wave of religious like revivalism that swept through the united states and which they called temperance um as well as like a perfectionist movement uh, that went along with like the abolitionist movement mm-hmm. to end slavery, and uh, they kind of started to push this like anti-alcohol banning, if you will, agenda. Agenda, yeah. <clears throat> so you know, in the early 1800s, when all that was happening, it sounded like sounded pretty good, pretty straightforward. Like they're just trying to make this place better. Uh, there was a very strong religious movement. Uh, and then states started passing their own prohibition laws, uh, such as in 1838, Massachusetts passed a temperance law banning the sale of spirits in less than 15-gallon quantities, which doesn't seem so re- unreasonable. So if you bought a barrel that was like 50 gallons, it was cool. No, under. <clears throat> or le- yeah, wait. They, they banned the sale of spirits in less than 15 More, more, than, more than 15. Oh, typo. Yeah. Okay. So more than 15. I was going to say, shit, just get a bigger Well, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, it sounded sound like reasonable because, you know, who's going to buy more than 15 gallons? Well, shit, exactly. I mean, you're not going to buy... 15 gallons is a lot. It's a lot. But, uh, you know, it's Massachusetts, so I just figured they'd be in a bunch of mass holes. Bunch of mass holes. But that, uh, that trend started to pick up, and uh, Maine followed suit with prohibition law passed in 1846, and then they passed an even stricter law a couple years later in 1851. And then the Civil War broke out in 1861, where a bunch of more states joined in and started passing their prohibition laws. I wonder why they did that with the onset of the Civil War. I wonder why wartime would cause them to pass prohibition laws. I think it goes towards the abolitionist movement and the whole concept of why the Civil War was fought. Okay, I think there was there was a lot of there's a lot of push for that. Yeah, I, later I, on I, it gets like into like the I, I think I read I didn't put a note in there but i saw something about the ku klux klan getting really involved in like pushing the prohibition movement would make sense why that would be the case and why they would be related i mean there's a there's a civil back and forth look between at, look, that look at what happened when lincoln got drunk what happened i don't know good shot go on yeah don't you have a clip from that <laughs> the santa claus that did that <laughs> so by the turn of the century prohibition laws were pretty common so it's interesting because we just think the 1920s was like prohibition. That's like the big focus. But prohibition was common for a long time like, leading up to that. It seems like almost 100 years. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's so a they long still, time. They still had alcohol. It's just They that still had alcohol, but it was in the state, they were, statewide. Each state had its own restrictions on it, but you could still have it. You just yes. couldn't have an unlimited quantity. Yeah, you so it doesn't. A 50-gallon jug. So you think prohibition, like smashing barrels of whiskey in the street, nobody being able to drink, having to hide in basements. That's not how it was. No. no. It just was regulated. Yeah. Luckily, they don't regulate anything today. Ah, that's a good thing. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So religious groups and Apple. you have have your alcohol card? Yeah. Because you can only have like like two drinks a day. So if you didn't have your alcohol card, could they arrest you and take you to jail? Yeah. Would they take you to an alcohol camp? Probably. Where they would Do they have those? They would make sure that they well, deprived you of alcohol. Uh, AA was uh, was started during Prohibition. Oh, really? Yeah. AA is for quitters. It is. It is. Go on. So uh, religious groups and abolitionists were pushing for uh, booze-free America for quite some time. 
Mm. Yeah. And then Bulls many, free. Yeah, Bulls free. And then uh, many communities started uh, uh, started these temperance societies. Well, it's hard to kind of hard temperance. one. Of, I went to high school with her. Yeah, what she look like? She, very like beehive type very, thing. Very temperate. <laughs> so these societies were like <clears throat> community groups right. that formed together to kind of stomp out the the negativity and the bad stuff that the alcohol brought forth or they or they thought uh and they started lobbying against the government or the government in general to try to pass more they were like the ab the abolition abolitionist abolitionist super friends yeah (laughs) i said whatever (laughs) (laughs) so also women were a key factor in the temperance movement as they feared alcohol was destructive okay destructive force in families and communities Um, so they were like the tipper gore of of booze. Yeah, I mean, I thought they're trying thought to champion alcohol. fight for champion for. <laughs> they were like the super friends. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, sure. no, but I mean, I it was wasted. <laughs> I mean, I thought alcohol brought people together. It does it made people happy. Well, it, they enjoy things. Extent. I don't see how. I don't know. I don't see. I. It makes people happy. I mean, is alcohol that bad? <sighs> I, don't I mean, know. They, obviously, they thought so. It makes people happy, and then they have too much, and then they get unhappy, and then they do stupid shit when they're unhappy. And then you get the one at the party that's like, hey, you know, Miss I love you so but much, you got the like, other get guy, the hell away from me. You got the other guy in the end of the bar who's like, I love you, man. Well, that's it. I love you, man. It's like, I get it. Don't, don't you're spitting on me now. Don't, don't spit on me. <laughs> Please, go love somebody else. I just can't deal with it. So then in the late 1800s, there was a new wave of attacks by a new type of group. Called the Anti Saloon League. Yeah. Anti Saloon League. Yeah, sounds like uh, superheroes that don't like to party. Absolutely. <laughs> what is this from? What do you think it's from? From some superhero thing. You know what it's called? In the great Justice, League? Of the Justice League. Yeah. There are assembled the world's four greatest heroes. <laughs> Who are they? Created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Oh. Superman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Woman. Batman, Aquaman, and those three junior super friends. Remember them? Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Wonder Dog. No, I do not. (laughs) Now you do. (laughs) So kind of as I was saying, like, you know, saloons were a place of gathering. They're the the bars, essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this anti-saloon league saw saloons as, like, synonymous with drunkenness, gambling, Prostitution. They, they, they kind of were. That's what, they, what they did there. But also uh, political corruption was huge. That was a place for a lot of uh, shyster type of moves to happen. Maybe shyster moves or was it a place for people to uh, um, assemble and discuss politics and politically overthrowing one person or whatever, just like today? Probably because golfing <clears throat> wasn't a big thing. Golfing was not. Look at, I mean, you know, people assemble... In public places. How do you keep the people from being able to develop a cohesive common thought with each other when it comes to politics or the government? Yeah. Don't give them the right to assemble. Take it away. Yeah. Either under, uh, you know, threat of punishment or under the threat of sickness. And, and you know, you're going to die if you all get together and talk with each other and whatever. So stay home it's and isolate, of, isolate, isolate. A lot of interesting stuff Yeah, in that's what happens when you isolate people. They can't gather. They can't, uh, you know, assemble. Therefore, they they can't sound, establish any kind of cohesive common thought with each other. I mean, but it was, 
it was originally pushed by the American people. So there was a, a large group of people that saw alcohol as a problem, but it seems like it turned into something else. And uh, that that's more of like next episode. We'll get into all the the dirty side of things yeah. as far as the prohibition. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, when the government started passing laws for that, it, it took a turn as well. Because I'm sure you're going to go over it at some point. Uh, the 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 uh, the branch of government that was involved in, you know, yeah, the, I think the I have a note on that. Movement, I think uh, that in and of itself makes you go, hmm. Yeah, this this note says uh, the hatred for saloon culture was part of like a widespread and generalized fear of like a social uh, disintegration uh, because the U.S. was part of like uh, a time of uh, rapid uh, industrialization, urbanization, immigration. The, the growing of cities and ghettos, labor practices were changing with masturbation. like a lot of masturbation. I mean, a lot of masturbation. They, I mean, did they masturbate more back then prior to like the internets? It was way before the internet, before TV. Did they masturbate more before you took their booze away? I don't know. It's like, I mean, did, God, they, I could go for a drink. They There's had the radio. Enough, the barrel's dry. So All what right, do they I'll use? Rub one out. What do they use for? Like material back then, that was probably before the Sears catalog. They all they had was radio. No, I think they, uh, um, they like. I don't know. Did, did you they, use your imagination? You just like go stand behind the horse. <laughs> just, just. I, I want to know. Gaze at it and be like. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, yes. Uh, the, there oh, was it. The big wooden Indian cigar, Indian. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they like put a. Imagine in a wig. The Marlboro. The the Marlboro Indian. I'm sorry. Go on. on. I was going to say there was also a rise of uh, the evangelical church, uh, which saw this saloon culture as a corrupt and ungodly, Mm -hmm. and the church feared for the country's declining moral values. Okay. It kind of jumped along the anti-saloon league's ideas of saloons being crappy. So a bunch of different people were on board with saying, hey, alcohol's a problem. Yeah, like the, just okay. the different groups kept stacking on top and, and adding to this. Okay. and uh, Made the movement get bigger and bigger. Yeah, and even uh, factory owners supported prohibition. Well, yeah, uh, if the guys were drunk, they couldn't work. Yeah, and they wanted, they wanted to increase work efficiency. They wanted to make more money. They also wanted to prevent accidents. Yeah, that's true. Not like modern-day China. <laughs> no touch a dick, make radio. <laughs> Go on. Uh, so in 1917, mm-hmm. after the U.S. entered World War One, President Woodrow Wilson, who's a prick, instituted a, prick a temporary wartime prohibition, so a federal prohibition, in order to save uh, grain for producing food. Oh, food for okay. The people. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, that same year, Congress submitted the 18th Amendment, which banned the manufacturer transportation and sale of intoxicating liquor for state ratification. So the Congress produced this amendment that they had to go and be ratified by the state. So they had to vote. Each state voted on it. Yep. So, so not that, all states could would have, did have to agree to it. I think it had to be like three quarters of the states or something like that. <clears throat> Majority. So, was, so did every state vote yes? Well, they stipulated a seven-year time frame uh, to process this amendment and get it uh, voted on, but uh, the necessary three quarters of the U.S. states did it in just eleven months. No shit. So it was quick. Wow. Yeah. So the, uh, this Eighteenth uh, Amendment was ratified on January 16, nineteen nineteen. Um, yeah, and took effect later that year. 
no fewer than 33 states have already enacted their own prohibition legislation. A lot of them already had prohibition. Like yeah, you so said they were. Already, so it wasn't like a <clears throat> drastic change for Pardon most me. of the states. Yep. It was just the federal government hopped on board. Yep. Okay. So in October of that same year, they put forth the National Prohibition Act, which provided further guidelines for federal enforcement of the prohibition. Uh, and this was championed by a representative uh, Volstead of Minnesota, and that's why it came commonly known as the Volstead Act. Ooh, representative so Volbeat. Yep. I want to see them in concert. I have seen them. Well, I I know they, they came. In, they, they came in concert with Slipknot, or but I want to see them themselves. I in saw them. Wait, they played with Slipknot, <clears throat> like the same. Yeah, Slipknot the same came band. With Volbeat played. It was uh, not Fest. They had Slipknot, Volbeat. There was a couple other. So bands. they all played separately. But, but Volbeat played like two songs. It was it. Oh, okay. I want to see them in concert. Period. Just I them. saw them <clears throat> ten plus years ago. Open up for Metallica. Okay, that would have been cool. They were really good. They're still really good. They were really good. Um, so if you went to a Volby concert, could you have any booze? Whew. You know, I would, I, yes, I had a drink. Representative Andrew Volby of yeah. Minnesota, is he there? And he's like, hey. He's dead. No booze. He's no longer with us. Are his assigns there? No, because we, uh, we nixed it. 21st Amendment. We'll get oh, there. We'll so you don't have there. to worry about it. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> but I do want to see Volby. Yeah. Okay, so the Volstead Act provided enforcement of prohibition, including the creation of a special prohibition unit of the Treasury Department. Oh, this the, one, like, the set Treasury off, I mean, Department. We want to get started with all our conspiracy theories. Yeah. This one really set off quite a few red flags of, like, you think? Why is the U.S. Treasury Department involved in stopping booze? What does this have to do with money? Got it. Why did the somehow. government create this Gestapo force to squash the boozers? But do you think they actually squashed the booze? No. No. They squashed the boozers and made money off the booze. Correct. That's that's, ca- that's everything that I'm reading. That's correct. Yeah. That's kind of funny. The U.S. Treasury Department. Why are they regulating booze? Yeah. I mean, so the country, the, the time, uh, the prohibition ended we were in a great depression in the 1930s and really there was no benefit of prohibition the whole idea was to reduce crime to decrease these social problems improvements on poverty and such and such nothing nothing got better everything got worse yeah nothing that they were supposed to do happened yep so uh fdr won in the early 30s i think it was like 1932 he uh, he was voted in as the president, um, and shortly after they passed the 21st Amendment to the Constitution, uh, where the 18th Amendment was repealed. Uh, the amendment was submitted to the states, and by the end of the year, the 21st was ratified, making the 18th the only constitutional amendment to be repealed. I was going to say, that's the only, only amendment one. that's ever been repealed in history. Yeah. It's it, like, it, it that's the only time be. we screwed up. It, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, we fucked this up pretty yeah. bad. It's like, oh. <clears throat> that's funny because you take all that, that whole, you know, uh, time and goings on, you know, with the Treasury Department, with the, with the you know, Prohibition and, and, oh, Jesus, here we go again. And that kind of thing. It's funny because there's so, there's so many parallels between then and today. Yeah. You know, it's like it, things are cyclical or do they ever really change? Is it just different topics, different reasons, different events? Well, I saw. I, I read some like economic theory that uh, they predicted that prohibition 
of mutually beneficial exchanges are doomed for failure. So oh, basically, absolutely. if we have an agreement together, that's solid. That's that's all that matters. If someone comes in and tries to uh, prohibit that. <laughs> prohibit. <laughs> I really tried to fan that one. There's only part of it. You know, if they, if they try to... Uh, What's the, what am I trying to find here? That was pretty funny. Somebody tries to prohibit, yeah, you from <laughs> this common. If they try to like you know create any rules or legislature that like Maxine. change yeah, that in every, right. any type of way, exactly. it, it just it's a lesson that any type of manipulation of like a social trend is like recipe for disaster. Oh really. yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. Or or manipulating with one's freedom to choose. Yep. Yes. Yep. Same thing. Um, and they're seeing that. You know, after the fact, prohibition was essentially a class warfare. So, how it wasn't legal to drink alcohol. So that's like an a uncommon uh, fact. Okay, is that drinking alcohol wasn't illegal. So it was just a manufacturing. It was a transportation. It was the selling that was illegal. So you could drink it. It's like I didn't tell you you can't drink it. I just said you can't. Ah, you can't. You, you can't get it? transport it, make it, or sell it. Well, yeah. So you, if you can't sell it, you can't buy it. If you can't transport it, you can't get it somewhere else and bring it in here. But you can drink it if you want, as long as you already so have it. It's kind of one of those like we're gonna turn a blind eye. We don't want to know how you got it. You know how you made it. How it was transported. How you know. Right. How like, you got it? Like but fireworks. You got it. It's like I don't know where you got those fireworks, but uh, you so know. So it, it inherently created a more corrupt society. Mm-hmm. And it Makes favored sense. the rich, the well-to-do, uh, and it was it was bias against the poor, the working class, the immigrants, the marginalized. Um, yeah, I mean, and crime rose. Organized crime became a thing. Oh, organized crime, yeah, because people saw a way to capitalize on getting the people what they wanted. Yep. After the government told them they couldn't have it. Yeah, the politicians became a lot worse. The uh, the police became way worse. Reminds they, me of the secondary market with bourbon, how, you know, hey, you know, this guy's going to pay $200 for a bottle of bourbon that actually costs 50 Yep. Because this other guy's getting it for him. I can get you that, but it's going to cost you. Did you see in the news? <clears throat> uh, Pardon me. Recently, uh, they posted somewhere like on the interwebs that some guy got busted for a secondary market sell. He was trying to sell bottle blends for like $200, and they, they nabbed him. Oh, so they're doing yeah. like stings. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, shit. that was like, you know. When it when he when it's with booze, it's like ATF, federal, you know, felony yeah. type thing. So this guy got he got nabbed pretty hard. I think you know what? It was probably an old pappy. I think that's what it was. That makes sense because he posted like, "Hey, two grand for an old pappy" or something like that. And you know, I think you should take out cops a, showed up. You should take down your face page. Yeah, I should probably a good idea not to yeah, do that anymore. Uh, sorry, about I mean, that. not to do that like I mean, that other guy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, ultimately, prohibition failed. Oh, thank At God. At least half the adult population wanted to carry on drinking. Really? So they nixed it. Well, there you go. So we learned, you know, applying these type of laws to any type of social or uh, mutual, what does it say, mutual exchanges, you know, like the war on drugs or a ban on gambling and tobacco. It's just not going to work. No, it's not. You're going to find it somewhere. Yeah. You know. There's a will, there's a way. <laughs> it's so time tested, but true. It really is. <laughs> no, absolutely, I agree with you 100. percent You can't keep. You can't tell people that something that's been there all this time suddenly they can't have it anymore. Because it's like telling a little kid, "Don't do that." They're gonna do it because you said, "Don't do it." 
I mean, it's like they're yeah. going to find a way to do it. Even if they don't care, they're going to do it anyway because you said don't. You said they can't. Yeah. But but the interesting, <clears throat> like, the, what I want to understand is all the information about prohibition is just about those 12, 13 years and not about the 100 years before. Were, there, were the same issues happening in those states that had prohibition laws mm-hmm. versus the ones that didn't? I don't know if they did because the federal government didn't become involved. I think that's why. Is it the fe- as soon as the federal government <clears throat> comes involved, everyone was like, "Well, too far." Well, yeah. Anytime the federal government becomes involved, and, people say, and "Well, that's too a far. very interesting uh, idea with America. That's what makes America so unique. Is you know we have state and federal laws. Unfortunately, in today's day and age, you're starting to see a clash of both. Yeah. Because federal. Is overstepping. Is overstepping. Federal is trying to tell state they can and can't. State. Some states are saying you don't have the right to do that. <clears throat> Pardon me. Other states are, you know, <laughs> just doing what they're told. Yeah. And that's sad for the people that live in those states because many of those states that are doing that and following along blindly, <clears throat> the people that believe in freedom aren't in enough numbers to get. Well, you're, you're the crazy one. You know. You're the conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And so your conspiracy theory becomes truth. And then people don't say, you know, maybe we should do this different. They just turn around and go, oh, and they, they pretend that it never happened. You know, Dave, it just takes one big dick hero to change it all. And his name is John C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knew it was coming. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that, that is not our big dick hero of the week, no, by the way. It's not. Just, just so you but know. We do have one. We do that have is one. able to dig us out of this hole. My dick like the Mississippi River. My dick. Here comes. Here comes. Here comes. What's for dinner? Yeah. yeah. Big dick. The size of a dick does matter. Wow. Oh, no. I hate this oh, part. Here it comes. Oh, God. There it Go is. Oh. So in 1932, Democrat. Columbus had nothing to do. So he sat that on a rock and pulled out his, yeah. and pissed all over the crew. Go ahead. <laughs> Franklin D. Roosevelt. Is it, <sighs> what's his middle name? De- Delano. Delano? Delano Roosevelt. I just wrote Franklin D. Roosevelt. FDR. Ran for president on a platform calling for prohibitions repeal. And he easily won victory over the incumbent president, Herbert Hoover, who's a dick. FDR's victory meant the end of Prohibition. So it was like he came in, it was like shortly after. So there is a famous quote of President Herbert Hoover, who once called Prohibition the great social and economic experiment, noble in motive and far-reaching in purpose, a.k.a. the noble experiment. Huh. Yeah. Noble in movement and far-reaching in purpose. Yeah, but I think we all can agree that there was nothing, nothing noble about that. It was just an experiment on the American people, and it failed miserably. And we have le- many lessons learned that we yeah. can use today. And thank you, FDR, for digging us out of this hole. And interesting, just like the modern day experiment is failing miserably. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, interesting that uh, the repeal of the <laughs> prohibition, uh, FDR celebrated with a dirty martini. His preferred drink. Really? Yeah. That's great. He's like, I can add this now because I'm the president, but there is no law anymore. So, <laughs> so I mean, how would it look for the president to be drinking a dirty martini, you know, when there's prohibition and people aren't allowed to? It would look great. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, no, I was already there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had that. Like, this, yeah, that this was old. I, I found it in a cabinet. I, don't know where, you know, I, just, I just figured I had well, it. Well, it was legal to drink. Just can't. 
But Trans- you couldn't sell it or whatever. Define transport. <laughs> hey, you're moving. You're moving. You can't move. If it falls out of a truck that wasn't really bringing it anywhere. <laughs> I mean, have you seen any, like, the old pictures, like the black and white ones of, like, the guys with, the, like, the funny top hats and the suspenders and, like, policemen with the with the batons and they're dumping out barrels. Yeah, and, they had their like, foot on the barrel. They're smashing the barrels. That's crazy, what I was talking about. Yeah, craziness. Smashing whiskey barrels and stuff out in like alleyways outside of the bars. I would cry. The speakeasies Ugh. and like the flappers and all that other yep. shit. We're going to probably get into that with the next episode. Yeah, so uh, our lineup for episode three of the Prohibition series, we're going to talk about the speakeasies. Um, we are actually going to make some mixed drinks live on air. Ooh. So we're going to make some old fashions, some Manhattans. Are we going to do some rye? A highball. Highball. Mm. Irish car bomb. <laughs> <laughs> they made those back in the speakeasy. Lemon drop. Lemon drop. Kamikaze. A slippery nipple. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think it's time to go. Well, Oh, uh, God, maybe not. <laughs> and then we're also going to get like into the dark side of the prohibition, and we'll start talking about like organized crime and the mob. Yes. So we're, oh, we're going to talk about the mob? Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. Uh, so Dave gets to do his accents. <laughs> He's already working on it. There's one thing I can't wait to do. Let's talk about the mafia. <laughs> there is no mafia. It's the mother and father's Italian association. That's all it is. You got a bad rap. Is that, what, is that what it's about? That's what it's about. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And then Come after on. that, we're gonna we're gonna get into the moonshine, bootlegging type stuff, and moonshine. Yeah, I'm excited for that. One. Oh yeah, I am too. I'm a rambler. I'm a gambler. I'm a long way from home. You don't like me to leave me alone. Sorry. With that, no. Let's get out of here. Okay, that's fine with me. So, <clears throat> oh, you could have picked a better, better tune to, oh, to leave to. This is my jam, Mr. Jam. Always has been. Always will be. Well, the next episode of this, uh, uh, actually, cheers, Steve. <sighs> yeah, next episode. Here it goes. Let's enjoy Hanson. Oh, God, yeah. Those cute little blonde boys. Oh, oh stop. It's too bad they grew up. <clears throat> it's too bad I liked them when they were 14. <laughs> so bad. So the next episode is going to be great because we're talking about a lot of cool stuff. And there's five at race. This is not, the next one's going to be a third of five. Yep. So, uh, Guys, come back and listen. Stay tuned. Hope you enjoyed this one. Nobody ever email. Can somebody just send us an email and be like, you guys are text. assholes? Something, a text? TikTok. Something on the face page, the yeah. interweb somewhere? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. whatever. I don't care. Screw you. But uh, whatever. So we'll see you next time, I guess. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Peace, love, and anal grace. Still going on? Yeah. Oh, God.